privilege of standing here to be your vessel to talk to us. Thank you, Lord. You use the weak things to surprise the mighty. I'm absolutely weak. Let your strength come through. Speak to us, Lord. Help us to receive that grace to obey this charge unto us that we should so shine that men will see our good works. It's not by might, it's not by power, it's only by your Holy Spirit in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. I want to thank our daddies and the um, chaplaincy for this onerous privilege to stand before this great congregation to share the word of God. When you hear these sort of heavy sermons that come from this place, and somebody like me is supposed to stand here. It's only faith that will make me not to be nervous. <laughs> because the Lord said, um, we should not be anxious about anything and everything. We pray and supplications, we should make our request known. I've made my request known to the Lord to take over. Amen. So the Lord will help us. I'm really privileged and honored absolutely incapable of this. So I commend you unto the Lord that he will speak to us. Praise the Lord. The topic is let your light so shine that they may see your good works. Let your light so shine it's not just to shine, but to so shine that they may see your good works. And this is from Matthew 5, verse 16. In John 1, 4, 
If somebody says it, could the person help me read it? John 1, 4. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Amen. In him was life, and the life was light of men. So when we are told to shine, to let our light shine, we are being told to let the life of Christ come through us. That would be that light that would be that life that would be light to men. Amen? So it's a command that we should live the life of Christ and that will be reflecting the light. Verses 3 to 12 of Matthew chapter 5 give the foundation as it were before verses 13 and 14 that was categorical to say you are the salt, you are the light. So, verses 3 to 12 will make us be that light. And fundamental, the opening part of it, verse 3, says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. And we know the kingdom of God is the kingdom of light. And so, humility is the entry point for this to be possible. I heard uh, late Renard Bonke talk on humility once. He said uh, when he was very young, the Lord visited him and told him that he was going to use him. So he ran to his father excitedly to, say, to tell him what God had told him. But the father wasn't excited. And he said he knew why. That in Germany, if you weren't good in mathematics, you were known as zero. And he wasn't good in mathematics. So, I mean, it's like the father wouldn't see him zero. Fulfilling that that the Lord had told him. And he said, you know, I'm glad I'm zero. Because when you're zero... And you have Jesus as Lord. One zero is ten. Amen? So when we see ourselves as nothing, and Jesus is Lord, we are completing him. For it is his life through us that is this light unto men. Blessed are the poor in spirit. To be poor in spirit is to know our abject poverty spiritually. One um, Charles Price said, God created plants to be seasonal, created animals to live by instinct, but God created man to live in total dependence on him. When we know this truth and we live by this truth, 
then we can be that light. Amen? While Rutherford was preaching on the Beatitudes, and on this poor in spirit, he said, it is the happiness that is not based on outward circumstances. It is an inward joy found only in Christ. And so some of us know about joy being an acronym for Jesus, others, you. Jesus, others, you. So when we are in Christ, in this union with him, he showed us the example when he left heaven and came in such lowliness. There was nothing in it for him. It was all for us to be saved from our sins. And it's that same spirit that he wants us to have all for him, all in him for others. It's a selfless life. Because light indeed does not benefit from itself. Light is for the blessing of the people. And so our lives must be for the blessing of others. When it's all about us, that is the world. When it's all about God's glory, the blessing of the people, then we are talking Christianity. Praise the Lord. So it's a life of Christ in us for the benefit of others. Praise the Lord. Then one, um, the Saint Luther quoted one August time in the 16th century to say that there are three essential things for Christianity. Number one, humility. Number two, humility. Number three, humility. That's a great emphasis on humility. It is the foundation to this light that is in the life of Christ in us. Jesus said in Luke 9.23, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself selfless. Take off his cross daily and follow me. And Ephesians 5.8 says, You were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children, as, walk as children of light. So that union in Christ, there's no compromise if we must live his life that is light unto men. In James 4, 6b, we are told that God resisteth the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Because this life that is light 
It's not a Sunday school picnic. It's not easy. It's only by the grace of God that we can live it. So it's humility that will birth grace. God gives grace to the humble. May we therefore decide to humble ourselves under God's mighty hand. Amen? During the prayer, the popular um, scripture for praying for nations was given, If my people, if my people will humble themselves, if my people will humble themselves and pray and seek, I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sins and heal their land. Humility is so crucial in our walk with the Lord. So humility is the key and foundation to obeying this command from the Lord that we should shine. What is the motive? Good works to the people for the glory of God. It's not about us. It's not about us. There are philanthropists that do good works. It's all for self. The one God is calling us unto, self doesn't come into it. It is sacrificial to the people unto God's glory. In Jesus' name. Somebody was describing the sort of light in the days of Jesus when he preached this. The candle stand. He said um, it's made of clay and fragile. But it has this oil. So when, you're, when one is carrying it, one has to be very careful. And oil talks about the Holy Spirit. And so that is similar to what we are. You know, First um, Corinthians 4, 6, I think, talks about this earthen vessel that has this treasure. The vessel is earthen, but it is the treasure that is the important thing. And God has given us the Holy Spirit. He said, don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit that has been given to you by God? You do not own yourself. You have been bought at a price. So God did not tell us what to do without preparing us for it. And so it's a life of absolute dependence on the Lord Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. Matthew 5, 15 warns about not lighting the candle and putting a bushel over it. A bushel, of course, will make the light not shine. And, of course, it will cut off the oxygen supply and the light might go off. So we have to be careful 
about the bushels that may affect our shining. What could a bushel mean to us? Or what could it be in us? Of course, pride is there. If you want to shine, you have to purpose. No deal, no compromise with pride. Because it's a bushel that will just put off the light. God knows the proud from a distance. And God is that source of light. So that if, it is, if he is distant from us, there's no way we can shine. Unforgiveness. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Unforgiveness. The whole reason Jesus left glory to come to this dark world was to die for our sins. It's blood of atonement. He has said we should forgive others so that our Father will forgive us. Yes, there may be situations that are difficult. God knows, but he said you must forgive everyone from your heart. From your heart. There was a situation in my life, somebody very close to me, this something that shocked me. And I was very spiritual. And I meant it. I said, God, I forgive. I'm worried for me. And I meant it. Prayed with uh, my prayer partner. We just said, no, no, no. Just overtaken. And I meant it. And I was living as if nothing happened. Then somebody preached on the servant that the master forgave and refused to forgive the other servant. And then the scripture that followed that, so will God do to anyone who does not forgive from the heart. And somehow that from the heart was emboldened in my heart. And I said, God, I meant it to when I said I had forgiven. Confirm to me, no, no, be. In the night, I had a dream we were playing football. I was in team A, the person was in team B. Although manya that I sincerely forgave, but from my head, not from the heart. And it's like, Lord, the scripture drops. The Holy Spirit will teach you all things. I grabbed it. Lord Holy Spirit, please teach me and help me to forgive from my heart. It wasn't a one-day prayer. It wasn't two days, maybe three. But when it came from the heart, you could feel the light. There was a difference. And this person that hurt me, God said, go and apologize. I smiled. It was from my heart. And I went and said, Whatever I did, I'm sorry. You expected. <laughs> oh, it's okay, it's okay. He gave me a condition. <laughs> there was something he said I should do. I smiled. All I know, Father, I've obeyed you. But you know, when it comes from the heart, there's a difference. The Holy Spirit will teach us all things. 
all means all. May we optimize that truth in Jesus' name. We are told to... Another thing that may I put off the light is complaining, complaining. <laughs> Philippians 2, 14 and 15. Do all things without murmuring and grumbling so that you will be like shining stars in this dark and perverse world. That's a tall order in these days. But the scripture cannot be broken. So may the Holy Spirit teach us not to complain, not to grumble. Jesus said, watch and pray. He didn't say watch and complain. So may God find us faithful to make sure that we don't have bushels over the light in us because Christ is in us so that we will really shine for God's glory in Jesus' name. The candle stand takes the candle on top so that it will give light to the people. And that um, your candle stand will be your talents, your gifts, your abilities, your influence to bless the people. So that they will have light for direction, for the joy that comes from having a sense of direction, knowing how things should be done and doing things properly. In Nigeria, where we don't have lights, we see the joy that even children will say, hey, there's something about lights that brings real joy. Amen? The Amplified of Matthew 16 says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your moral excellence and your praiseworthy, noble, and good deeds and recognize and honor and praise and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Your moral excellence your praiseworthy, noble, and good deeds. Good deeds. So, you are praiseworthy, noble, good deeds in your home, in the marketplace, which will be your workplace, school for students, and in any environment where you are, the world is really dark. There is desperation for light. And it is for us, by the help of the Holy Spirit, to be that light. We pray for Nigeria, the new Nigeria. It will take us being light to disperse this darkness, gross darkness 
in Nigeria. Let's talk about home first. Charity begins at home. Um, a dysfunctional home will affect the society. A dysfunctional home will affect the church. So home is really important place to start or to zero in on. And I'd like to talk to the, to the women. In Proverbs, it is written that a wise woman builds her home. Her home. A wise woman. And Peter tells the women, let your beauty not be even in a year. Let it be the quiet mixed spirit. And um, Dr. Onzo, in one of his sermons many, many years ago, gave an example of a woman. She was having um, issues with her husband, went for fellowship, gave her life to Christ. Message came and she was challenged to be light. She purposed, this light will shine in my home. She came home, her husband had come back, you know, slept off on the couch. Quietly she brought the, the poof, quietly removed his shoes. The man opened the eyes, quietly took the feet onto the poof. He assumed, well, maybe he, she wants something. For two weeks running, he realized he's had a new wife. She didn't open her mouth once to say, be born again. Her life, her good deeds spoke volumes. The husband, after she said, Nebia, Imale Baifa transform take me there. That was how that light brought his soul into the kingdom. Praise the Lord. Then, um, one other area, if I get to that, another area to consider women, you are gatekeepers in the house. The things that come in that may be doorway to the enemy, that will affect the lives, be careful about. Derek Prince of Blessed Memory talks about inheriting from the mother a royal painting, a painting of a royal um, dragon. Beautiful. So he had it displayed in the sitting room. But he was going through stuff. And then, you know, the spirit started saying to him, what does the dragon represent in the Bible? He said, of course, the devil. Is it appropriate for my servant to display in his house the adversary of God? He struggled, you know, the emotional attachment and the, the struggle about, ah, father doesn't like this, so, so 
eventually in obedience. Not that he thought it was a big deal, but okay, father doesn't like it. He got rid of it. Lights. All the clouds that affected him severally just lifted. And so that takes my mind to when I see people with t-shirts with all sorts of images. So women, please. There are prince who said the devil doesn't need too many invitations. And God cannot do anything about it because come out from among them, touch nothing unclean. He's a righteous God. He's faithful to his word. So whatever will give the enemy access into your house, please don't allow so that the light will shine in Jesus' name. And there's this touchy one, women. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Psalm 41 says, He that considereth the poor is blessed. Our house helps. Our households. They won't be there. So they are poor. You know, the interesting things are coming, and we, we are expecting service. But God calls it ministry. God calls it ministry. So may we begin to really think about their good. They are good. Speak well over them. Let them be a prayer point for you. Those things that are doing that infuriate you, because it could be very infuriating, they become prayer points. They become prayer points. Because you don't know the background they have come from, you don't know the spiritual connections, and they come to your house, and you're just there. You expect. Nebamba, they will bend. Mba makes the devil at home. Oh, yes. Um, I've forgotten the, the man who preached it. When there's restlessness in the house, oh, the demons are at home. But when it's quiet, and help me, Lord. Not my will, but your will. The demons get uncomfortable. They're not comfortable with peace. They're not. So when do anything, let the Holy Spirit teach and help us to have peace in our house. That's the light will really shine in Jesus' name. You know, this story about the centurion asking for Jesus to come and heal his servant impresses me. It's like sending your servant to Bodoibo for medical treatment. Do we do that? It's not where ever. God sees you. God sees. It affects the light. You want your house to be with light. 
domestic staff. It's a project, God's project to you. And it will bring in God's blessing to your house. In Jesus' name. Um, one Ed Silver Soul talked about prayer evangelism. He had a paradigm shift. He used to be very judgmental about his neighbors. God, this person is not good, example to my daughters. Oh, this drug addict should go. And on and on he was complaining to the Lord about the people around him that were not helping the children. So, one day he said, all of a sudden I sense the Lord saying, Ed, I'm so glad you have not witnessed to any of these yet. Because he had named about four people that he wanted God to relocate because they were not good enough. And God said, Ed, I'm glad, I'm so glad you have not witnessed to any of these. Surprised, I asked, Lord, why is that? His reply was sobering. Because I don't want your neighbors to know that you and I are related. That's serious. I hurt when they hurt. I reach out to them. I constantly extend grace to them. I am the God who causes the sun to rise over the righteous and unrighteous alike. I love them, but you don't. You resent them. Rather than being an advocate for them, a lawyer for the defense, you are instead a witness for the prosecution, if not the prosecutor himself. Then he rebuked me, saying, Ed, unless you love them, I cannot trust you with their lives. Unless you love them, I cannot trust you with their lives. Right there on a sidewalk in my own neighborhood, under the tremendous conviction of the Holy Spirit, I cried out to him, to make my heart more like his. May God make our hearts more like his. May God make our hearts more like him. It's love that covered all sins that will make us be light to the unworthy. When we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. He has left us an example. And so that this person has a problem. That's why Jesus came. That's why he has sent us. As God sent him, so he has sent us. And Jesus, who by the help of the Holy Spirit offered himself with our support, has given us that same Holy Spirit to help us. So we have no excuse. <laughs> 
the Holy Spirit is there with us. We just ignore him to our own hurt. Preaching the truth, this is Eddie, preaching the truth without love is like giving someone a good kiss when you have a bad breath. No matter how good your kiss is, all the recipients will remember is your bad breath. May the Lord baptize us with his love. In the name of our Lord Jesus. So for our neighbors, may there be targets for this light. We start praying that the love of God will flow through us towards them. With God, all things are possible. Amen? There was a lady talking about a Christian lady in England had not been able to meet her neighbor who was bedridden due to a serious condition. Nevertheless, every Thursday, she and other believing women spoke peace to her from across the street. This went on for several months until one day, the unbelieving neighbor and her children showed up at the Christian woman's door unexpectedly. And the neighbor said, I came to thank you for the blessings you sent my way because thanks to those blessings, I am healed. The surprised Christian asked how she knew about the blessings. Oh, I felt them coming every week. Please tell me more about it. It took no effort at all to lead that lady and her children to Christ. Amen? Let your light so shine that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Talking about preaching to unbelievers in the love of God, that is so crucial for us in Nigeria. The challenge of wanting to Islamize has so brought hate in the hearts of men that it is counterproductive. It's not working. May the Lord help us to know that Jesus died for them. Remember when Abraham asked God, oh, that you may bless Ishmael. He said, I have blessed him. And God's blessing is in Christ. And Jesus did say in John 10, 16, I think, I have people that have not yet come into the fold and I need to get them in. So, if we really let Christ, the light in us, have his way, we will receive burden for these Muslims. We can pray from outside. Prayers work. Prayers work. You, you heard about this woman? 
So, and there was a story about Ed, Ed Silverso. He's into this uh, national prayer stuff. And he would challenge his uh, followers to establish the kingdom of God in your marketplace. So a taxi driver got the burden. But you know, taxi, somebody will come in and go and you don't see him again. So he cried out to God, how can I establish your kingdom in my marketplace? It doesn't work with the taxi work. And the Lord said to him, go to that bad place you are going as an unbeliever. I mean, horrible place, all sorts of people, gay, harlots, name it. So every lunch, he will go there, buy some meal, he will sit down quietly. The kingdom of God has come to this place. The kingdom of God has come to this place. And he will pray, he will go. After some time, a gay came. And they were just talking. A relationship has started. After some time, the gay said to him, I have a problem, can I share it with you? So oh, sure, sure, sure. Tell me, and I'll pray about it. No, I don't believe in prayers. I do. Okay, if you want to pray, I'll tell you. So he told him whatever the problem was. He prayed. Trust God, faithful God. He answered. So when he came the following day, the, the, the former gay ran to him. Who is this God that will answer somebody that doesn't even know him? I said, the kingdom of God has come. Gave his life, took him immediately to the water. I baptized him in the name of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. The third time he was coming out, all the gay spirit left. He knew light had shone. He was excited. So, the taxman said, now we are a church. So every day he will come, the, both of them will sit. The kingdom of God has come to this place. And they will pray. One by one, one by one, all the horrible, unlikely people gave their lives to Christ. The light shone in a brothel, worse than a brothel. Power of prayers. Then the boss, a lawyer, said, hey, God, how do we get to the boss? The Lord said, bake a cake, anoint it, take to him for lunch. He took a bite ran downstairs. What is happening in this place? The kingdom of God has come. He gave his life. Amen? With God all things are possible. With the Muslims, if we can pronounce the kingdom of God in love, we will see God the light appear to them. You know, there's something, something about God all these judgmental prayers against them. I know the things they do are horrible. Me, I don't listen to the news because So I know it's horrible. But God says, love them. It is God that knows. He says, pray for your enemies. Pray for them. He knows those that will be converted by the conviction of the Holy Spirit. He knows those that will need an encounter like Saul, that the pulse in them will come. He knows those that he will have to humble unto repentance like Nebuchadnezzar. But he knows the Zenecharebs. He knows the Hermans. 
He knows the pharaohs that he will gain glory over by slaying them. We don't know that. So let's not go ahead of God. Let's leave God the righteous judge. Jesus, when he was reviled, reviled not. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but committed himself to him that judged righteously. He is a righteous judge. Let's not judge for him. We're not doing what he has told us to do. He said, pray for. Oh, Pharaoh, you saw Jesus at the garden. Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Best, not my will. God, not my will. Not my will. God, your will be done for them. Let it be that prayer. Let God's will be done. But for us to judge, God slay them. It's not for us, please. Let there be light. Let there be light. In the name of our Lord Jesus. The church. Praise the Lord. Jesus said, the gates of hell shall not prevail. And he said, God, and Ephesians 3, 10, that the church will show the principalities, the manifold wisdom of God. You know, it hurts. We are ransomed by the blood of Jesus. Now darkness tells light to pay monetary ransom. And it's done. Blood of Jesus. Ego. Edunkekan. May the Lord help us. I'm not saying it's easy. I don't like pain, so mm, I don't like my bed. Let's just watch and see where we need that the Lord will awake us. We're talking about Sambasa Forest, whatever forest, wherever all these ones. Ah. May we pray, may our prayers be targeted that the believers that have been kidnapped that there be such overwhelming boldness. The righteous is bold like a lion. Such an overwhelming boldness that is supernatural. That they will speak the word. That there will be the impossible of revival breaking forth in the forest because the captives have now turned, have now shone amongst that pitch darkness. It's possible. It's possible. There was a story about some Americans that went to Iran. This was 207, I think. 20, 2007. They were, they were arrested and um, put in the custody. Every morning they were brought out and tortured. One of them was so downcast. He tried twice to take his life, didn't pull through. Then one day the Lord said to him, Why don't you love your torturer? Huh? God? But God has spoken. 
Why don't you love him? Has spoken and gave the grace. So the following morning, they were brought out with the handcuff. And the man looked at the torture and said, Since we, we keep seeing ourselves every morning, how about being friends? And took his handcuffed hands towards the man. That one looked, that one looked, was nervous. After, after some time, took the hands. Why not? The light has shown you. Then later, they overheard that man telling another person, maybe we should leave these people alone. So the court case came up, and they were asked, why did you come to Iran? If they said for missionary work, they knew it's the gallows. Why did you come? To tell you about the love of Christ. They said they're preaching. Rather than killing them, they set them free. There's a God in heaven in whose hand are the hearts of men. May we trust him and obey him and we will see him do awesome things in righteousness. Praise the Lord. In your workplace, shine. And at times it may not be easy, but in that situation, God is calling you to go through the school of the Holy Spirit to come up hither. Let me summarize with my journey with Kingsley. It was 2013 March when the Americans came for the first open heart surgery in UNTH. There was a patient, a small girl from Sokoto, so we joined them in the world round. And as I was going, Kinsley's bed was on the left. And I said, Kinsley, how are you? Fine. It wasn't the first time I was seeing him. But God gave a prayer. I mean, I walked in the hospital, but I don't like hospital at all. Where magic and what are clear. It was God giving compassion. It's not me, not that good. It is God. We know how we scream for that. Additional emotional trauma plus I did not see myself in the equation of God's mercy. It was just a heart prayer, merely a belly. So, now thank God, He gave her His beloved sleep. Twelve midnight. I felt a tap. How about giving Him a pop of your How about giving Him a home? Anyola, Papa Nyabiano, Mwamado, Makonebe, Melissa, Banu, Pio, Bagolo, Nton, Kwa, Thank God for Anyola. Yes, so I'm being honest. So cheerful, can't but the thing flashed. Papa woke on you. On a guy's the board in Kata. Papa woke on you. May we revisit the matter. 
I would like to help him, but you know I can't. I'm alone. I'm retiring this year. He needs 24-7 attention. I'm a mobile person. To make it more interesting, in August, my sister phoned my only sibling, Gloria Anamonogo, paralyzed from Golombera. This was abroad. Where for my sister, paralyzed. But somehow, there was a patient I had shared the word with, an elderly man. So I ran to a bookshop and said, Please, there's an elderly man that has never gone into the church that gave his life. Is there a booklet you can give me for him? And the lady brought one fat book and said, No, you don't understand. An elderly man that has never been to church, a small book that will encourage him. This is the book. Is it that good? Yes. So I took three. The title of the book, God Will Not Fail You. When I started that book, I couldn't keep it down. I didn't know God was talking to me. It was a prophetic word for me. After something, I said, Gloria, take money from your sister. Go and buy two. Give to, give to her. Give to her husband. Go. You are done. I came back. God opened up the kissing case again. Long story short, by November, you know we started this in March. By November, I knew God was not giving up. So I wrote to the CMD. In answer to a heavily charge, I'm asking for Kingsley to foster. And I thought, oh, because it was God's work, it was going to be easy. Thank God. <laughs> Oh, then I realized, I'm a physiotherapist, mothers bring their children, and we say, okay, when you get home, do this, do that. I realized you're on your own, giving them home program. So I phoned the head of the department, Chingwe, we should give the mothers more attention than we're giving them. They are under such stress. Me, physiotherapist, and I had challenge with just one person, though. Now, so I thank God for it because, of course, people didn't understand that. You're retiring, you're taking on this challenge. Oh, if God has spoken, God has spoken. And you know when? When you're preaching, God will check you out on it. I used to have... Um, what I called KU Forum. Cake was an acronym for Christ and King Eternal for youths. And one of the times I you know, talked on if you don't love God more than your father, mother. <laughs> so God checked me out on this. Family didn't understand. You're retiring, so you're bringing this responsibility to us. If you don't love God more. And I said, look, you're not in it. This is between God and I. When it didn't seem uh, very clear, I said, okay. I went to a bad dog. You know, so when um, Jesus kid orphanage, I said, just in case, but nothing is going to happen to me, but just in case. Um, you'll be, you take care of Kingsley, just in case. 
just to keep family cool. Because poor people, they are looking after their little children and you are bringing this responsibility. But the joy of seeing him smile, it's light. It makes up for everything. There was a day, you know, it's a school of Holy Spirit from you. There was a day I was, I had it up to there. Pain here and there, I was all alone. And I just finished attending to him. And I was like, you look at my room. By the door, mommy, I said in my heart, oh, please not. I turned, thank you, with such a smile. Wow! I said, when God tells us to thank him, it's for our own benefit. All the fatigue has evaporated. There is power in thanking God. That's where I'm going. In all this stuff, let's thank God for who he is. And God will do more. The new Nigeria is coming forth. In the name of Jesus. So, we must shine. God is looking unto us. May we not let him down. Daniel purposed not to defile himself. And because of that, the king bowed to him because of his God. May we purpose to shine that these that want to Islamize will be Christianized in the name of our Lord Jesus. We can only shine when, when Jesus is Lord and we are zero. So if you have not given your life to Jesus today that you have heard his voice harden not your heart make your decision open your heart and invite the Lord Jesus into your heart to be Lord Lord is that he's in charge he commands you follow and he shall be well with you may our daddy pray for us Lord are there ones here whom there are bushels in our lives you know the bushel that you have now. Is it perchance unforgiveness? Is it perchance hatred? Is there one that has just hurt you this morning, last night, this week? And it's difficult to be and forbear and forgive. This is the time to let it go. Speak out to God. Have you charged someone wrongly? Or perchance charged God foolishly? Because of the hard times we are in, this is the time to retract your words and say, God, forgive me. Have you drawn a line against someone, a believer or an unbeliever? And you said over my dead body, a child of God, you may not have said it with your mouth, but you have concluded it with your heart. Ask the Lord, this bushel is enclosing me. To live only in my cocoon. Father, I let it go. Release it from you. 
Release it from you. Release it from you. As many of God Almighty God, who have also asked the help of their Holy Spirit, in order to remove and lay aside all that defile our spirit and our flesh and our minds and willingness to serve you as we serve others. Lord, let them remain broken and removed in the name of Jesus. And let the light flow. And let the light shine. And let the ease of the Holy Spirit and the joy that comes flow this morning with healing that comes of you. Filled with your power and mercy in this dying world. Thank you. As you receive all the glory and empower us anew to shine as a light in this wicked, crooked, dark world, in this nation, in the hard times, that the people on our account may glorify you. So shall it be, O God, in our lives and in the environment and in this nation in the name of Jesus Christ. Strengthen your daughter, glory, and grant her continued grace to obey you, to do your will, and to live that life of the gifts and the ministry of mercy and helps. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.